Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. If you want to send me a message or call in about your preferred candidates, you are free to do so at 704-570-1110. You can also email Pete at the thepetecalendarshow.com. Want to make your recommendations for people who are voting in the election tomorrow? Um, by the way, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but, uh, I have run, let me see here. Um, let's see, WBT, WBC, they were two stations there, and then five, and then the college station, six, and then the high school newspaper, seven. So seven, I have run six different radio stations. I've been in charge of six different radio stations and a newspaper up and down the uh, the East Coast. That's my experience. I've I've been completely in charge of uh, of all of the, including right now. I like like I am like the president, uh, the director. Of, I'm running WBT, or I'm just you know, I'm just a contract employee. It's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing, uh, according to Stephanie Hand, who's running for the District 6 seat. Um, she gave out a, uh, a voter card to people, a little handout at the polls, saying she's one of the youngest female general managers in the U.S. airport industry. She went on to the public radio station and said, quote, I used to ride the train downtown. I ran airports. Then she also said, when I was running airports, I was already engaging in the philanthropic community, the faith community, and the business community. When asked if she would vote with fellow Democrats on everything, she said, quote, I'm an individual. I've run airports. I understand leadership. And then she said, from my executive experience in the airport industry, Charlotte Douglas International Airport, it was the executive operation. Yeah, it was. What says it was? I mean, I think I was the executive operations manager there. And anything that a customer, a flyer that goes through the airport, those are the things that I manage. Oh, that's why she's so familiar. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you fly, when you get, you walk in the front door and she's like, hey, let me manage your experience here. And she walked with me up to the gate and then walked with me to the food court and then walked with me. Right, drop off the baggage and all that. That's where I recognize her from. She managed everything that a customer saw in the airport. But not only at Charlotte Douglas International Airport, but from Florida all the way to New York City, the airport's there. She managed every airport on the eastern seaboard. All this time, guys, we've been complaining about uh, about you know people putting their seat backs down and the cramped leg space and the long weights on the tarmac and stuff. And all we needed to do was talk to her. She runs every airport up and down the East Coast. Man, wish I had known that earlier. Which is weird because she ran last year. How come none of this stuff came out last year? 
A Charlotte airport spokesperson told the Charlotte Ledger that Stephanie Hand has never been an airport employee, though. Well, maybe it was like it was sort of like a contract position. It, it was it was like, you know, like you wouldn't I, I, I answer to this person uh, that you wouldn't you wouldn't know their name. Like. It was kind of like a volunteer position uh, to a large degree, like most people didn't even know that I worked there. So. Her LinkedIn page, though, says from 1991 through 2001, she worked for a division of Marriott International called Host Marriott which was the predecessor of airport concessions vendor HMS host. Right. So she ran the food court. Right? That, yeah. And I, I'm not saying that that doesn't take some level of expertise. It's just not, you know, running every airport up and down the East Coast. It's just a little bit different. It's sort of like the difference between me being an employee of WBT and being in charge of the radio station, which I am not. It says she was the host at uh, Marriott General Manager of the Little Rock National Airport, Operations Manager of Charlotte Douglas International Airport, and Regional Starbucks Brand Champion. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Like, lots of flair? Like, lots of pins on the lapel kind of thing? I'm not sure. Or is that one? Of, is that what they call Is that what Starbucks calls? You know, because they rebranded all of their, <clears throat> all of their uh, uh, management titles you know they do this so you're not you're not like some stuffy executive vice president to the assistant of the regional salesman whatever like you're not you're not any of these things no you're the brand champion see because if we just give you this title and we make it sound real positive then the work totally doesn't stink you know um it says she was responsible for 500 employees in charlotte and for 45 food and retail brands and successfully negotiated a 13-year lease extension with the city on behalf of host Marriott with the city of Charlotte. Ah, so your experience when you have gone to the airport, think of your experience. I guess this is just from, is this just from 91 through 01? I'm not sure. But your experience at the airport when ordering food, when, when eating the food, was it good food, good service? good prices at the various retail little kiosks and stuff. If you had a good experience, then you should thank her. I'm guessing she's the reason you had that good experience. I assume, I assume, I don't know. Now this raise is also important because the city council is going to have some really big decisions to make, like whether or not to allow people to keep pooping on the sidewalks and on people's front porches in the center city area, uh, the uh, uh, the porch pooper, right? That people in the neighborhoods got very upset about. They went down to city council and they began complaining to city council about all of the uh, the defecation occurring. And uh, there is uh, there is a disagreement about that, how to proceed. There's also you know real challenge on the panhandling as well. City council. By the way, I'm wondering. Why is it that you never see turf battles over the more lucrative um, exit ramps and intersections? You ever notice that? Right? You'll, you'll see, sometimes you'll see multiple people working in intersection, right? But you never see 
people that are arguing over turf. You never see people that are like, you know, this is my corner. You know, like with like the drug trade and stuff, people would murder each other over the lucrative corners. You don't get, you know, if I'm if I'm going to this one particular location every single day and I know it's good for, you know, 50, 60 bucks for, you know, a couple hours, then uh, I would not want somebody to take over that corner during the hours when I go there that I know I'm going to make that kind of money, especially if I'm feeding an addiction. Like I don't, I don't want any competition, but so how come we never see, or we don't even hear, like, have you ever heard of, of, uh, of a fight occurring at an intersection or an off ramp? I ask because maybe, I don't know, city of Charlotte might be curious about that answer because Those corners are managed. Do you know that? There's somebody in charge of that corner. And they do stuff to people in order to enforce it. Did you know that? Might want to look into that when you're having this discussion about the panhandling coming. Because that's what they're going to be discussing. It was was a topic of debate at one of their uh, recent forums hosted by the uh, Black Political Caucus of Charlotte-Mecklenburg. City Council candidates in this District 6 race were invited to this forum last month. Um, And then upon greeting the candidates, the uh, Black Political Caucus immediately endorsed uh, the Democrat. And then they had the uh, debate. No, I'm kidding. They didn't immediately, but they will. They didn't immediately endorse her, but they will. District 6 Republican incumbent Tark Scott Bakari and Democratic challenger Stephanie Hand offered differing views on how to balance compassion for people with public safety amid city discussions about whether to reinstate criminal penalties for city ordinances. This is a piece by Mary Ramsey at the Charlotte Observer. Hand and Bukhari are locked in a rematch of the 2022 race in South Charlotte that was decided by fewer than 400 votes. Hand said that she would look into what other cities have done to address the issue and examine whether new technologies could help police with monitoring. Well, now, just use your experience in the airports. They have all of the technology you could ever possibly need. They got it in the airports. Why don't you start asking some of your airport, oh, your experience in the airports, you should use that. When you were running all the airports up and down the East Coast, you should use that experience in order to inform us. But I guess she has to do some more research. I don't know, maybe all of the airports she was running... For a decade, maybe they didn't have cameras. That's possible. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? And uh, that bump tune was specifically for Walking Bob. Hello, Bob. How are you, sir? Well, hey, Pete. How are you? I am, I'm good. Actually, I am on my walk today. 
but I'm not winded. I'm actually excited to talk to you. So, but I do apologize to anybody if they don't recognize the sultry, sexual, sexy nature of my voice today. But uh, that's okay. Thanks. Had to wait for that. That's yeah. You almost didn't get it, Bob. I, you know, it's uh, I was on the line. I, yesterday, <laughs> uh, I did my. I walk every day. I did my nine miles in Topsail Beach yesterday. Nice. And I have to tell you, that at, in that area, they don't have anything like you there. But I had to come back, and so... Well, you can take me with you on the podcast. Yes, that is true. However, I, I, speak had, truth. I was all caught up. I went there on Friday evening, and we all know that you don't bless us with your cogent commentary on the Lord's Day. Mm. So yesterday, there was no peak calendar and nothing to replace it with. Yeah, I'm sorry. Except for seagulls. Anyway, the first 48 had a story one time about uh, a kind of a, a, a corner war. That'd yeah. be a good uh, TV show, Corner Wars. Corner Wars, yeah, I like it. Uh, anyway, uh, one of those kind of territorial beasts uh, ended up quite unfortunately on one of those shows. I watched the, that show mm. All the time. But and that's where they try to solve happen. the crime within the first 48 hours or something? Yeah, otherwise yeah. they don't get whatever murder bonus they get. I'm not sure how that works. They've actually been in Charlotte, too. But I've always thought that any battles, any problems like that from the panhandlers are probably swept under the rug because you don't want people to be afraid to walk down the street in uh, Uptown. I don't live in Uptown. I, I live in the upskirts, but it's the same here. That's not what you corners. think it means. It's outskirts. Yeah. Yeah. Upskirts are yeah. something illegal, actually. And uh, as panhandling should be. That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. So, right. So, so I don't know. Are you, are you, are you suggesting that, like, official police or city policy or even unspoken unofficial policy is that they they handle all that stuff offline or because i don't know if it's anything that that orchestrated i don't i would assume it's not actually unless presented evidence that it was i think uh well i mean i've i've heard reports that uh from people that are sort of in that lifestyle or that or adjacent to that lifestyle and um that that stuff is handled because it's bad for business if you've got people at the corners fighting, then nobody's going to get any money. And so if there's somebody who could be, quote, in charge, then you would have to kick off some of, some of your uh, your donations to them. But they essentially set the schedule and then enforce it, which means you have to have somebody that is willing to do stuff to enforce it. You get my drift? I think that's given more credit than probably oh. actually exists. But no, no, no. They have to... There are people in charge of those corners. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any information as to how I could get one of those corners? I do not. I think first off, get yourself an addiction. I think that's the first step. And then... Uh, oh, okay, let's go straight to step two then. Right, okay. Get yourself an addiction. Uh, lose not everything that. you have. Um, alienate, that. yeah, yeah. And then alienate all of your friends and family. And then, um, and then I think you just show up at a corner and ask somebody who's there flying a sign or something, 
Like, hey, how do I how do I get to work a corner? And then they'll probably put you in touch with somebody. All right. Well, if you all see me out there, I'll be the one holding the Trump sign, but I look like a Democrat. Okay. With the I'll blue hair. That's it. Yeah. All right. I will keep an eye out for you, Bob. Thanks for your time, man. Enjoy the rest of your walk. Bless you, sir. All right, bless you Thank too. You. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't know the I don't know the hiring or the uh, the application process for this, but I have been told by people who are in that world that and adjacent to that world that that is how they manage this stuff. Um, regarding the uh, Stephanie Hand. Uh, lies about running airports when she was actually in charge of like the food courts. Uh, Jonathan says, Pete, so you are telling me that this woman is responsible for the absolutely insane price of a bottle of water at the airport along with everything else in the concessions? Yes. Or maybe. Possibly. Alrighty, so uh, the uh, Black Political Caucus of Charlotte Mecklenburg did a forum and uh, this was last month and at the forum, it occurred actually like a day or two after, hang on a second, there was, I saw the story here, yeah, uh, right, WSOC-TV. Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department says a, uh, a man was clearly performing a lewd act under his clothing when he cornered an employee at the market at 7th Street. According to Deputy Chief David Robinson, officers did not have the power to criminally charge him until he assaulted a different employee inside. It's an incident that was presented to the Charlotte City Council as an example of how officers have been operating after a state law decriminalized Charlotte's ordinances and the council opted to criminally restore only some of the ones that were on the books. Right. So they got the ability to make these local ordinances because of there were like there were lawsuits and the state had to repeal its portion, I think. And so then they were like, all right, you guys can just reimplement this at the local level. And the city of Charlotte's like, yeah, you know what? No, uh, no. Robinson, uh, Deputy Chief Robinson, said, if we are able to say jail is on the table and arrest is on the table, a lot of times we get compliance. He told the Charlotte City Council Public Safety Committee that officers are not trying to lock up everybody who violates a city ordinance. But he says having the option is a deterrent. (gasps) Really? The Charlotte City Council's Public Safety Committee unanimously voted to have CMPD and staff come back with a list of ordinances they would like to uh, once again see criminal penalties for. It all goes back to the end of 21, 2021, uh, when CMPD's top brass told officers to stand down on criminally enforcing city ordinances due to a change in that state law. A few months later, the Charlotte City Council reinstated a bunch of the ordinances, but not the ones dealing with public whizzing, urination, and pooping. Whizzing and pooping, performing lewd acts, and open containers. Ah, gosh. Yeah, I'm really sure I can bring myself to put those back on the books. Now, you can get a $50 ticket, but that's it. A couple days after that, you have this forum for the District 6 race. Tark Bakari, incumbent Republican, Democrat challenger, Stephanie Hand. And... Hand said she would look into what other cities have done to address the issue and examine whether new technology could help police with monitoring. Quote, I want to get boots on the ground to actually uncover what is really happening and not make assumptions. And that's what and that's what it's going to take to actually rid us of illegal panhandlers. No, actually, I think the first step is to actually make it illegal. I think that would be the first step, right, is you make it illegal, not just punishable by a fine. You make it illegal, like if you're pooping and peeing and 
and lewd acting and open containering. If you're doing that stuff, then yeah, you should probably not be allowed to keep doing that. That would just be, again, not an expert. I didn't run a whole bunch of airports, but I, I think like if you are, if you're, you know, taking advantage of yourself, let's say, in a public place where children can see you, I'm thinking you go to jail. I, I'm thinking you go to jail. Bakari said in a rebuttal that not only is that a really terrible idea, it's actually a great example of the problem in the current leaders of our city in addressing this problem. Quote, if anybody just generically at a high level thinks that we're going to, as a government, be able to get down to the core of why are you actually panhandling, I can tell you that's an impossible task. But if you think that's a good use of our police officers' time, that's even worse. But so is... So she's wanting the cops to come up and start interviewing all of the people. Excuse me, sir. Um, are you a sir? Can I get your pronouns first, actually? Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, so, Zhijem, uh, tell me, why are you uh, taking advantage of yourself here uh, on the city street in front of uh, all of these people? Why, why are you doing that? Oh, wait, 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 sir. Uh, sorry, Zhem, uh, Zhijem, why, uh, why are you pooping now? Why are you pooping now right in front of this person's door? Bakari went on to say that he doesn't think anybody should be panhandling, whether they're really in need of aid or not, and that those who truly need assistance should look to nonprofits and other community efforts. Hand responded that she is, quote, against criminalizing people who are in need. See, here's the thing. When you when you allow this kind of behavior to occur, they actually don't get plugged into the resources that might actually help them get clean. It's this is the same fight with homelessness all across the country, particularly acute in California, where they have this, quote, housing first approach, which is we got to get them into houses, Just get them into houses and then they won't be houseless anymore. Right. Yeah, except they're not interested in getting into the houses. They don't want to be in the houses, especially if going into the houses um, means that they have to stop using. So that then prompts the, the state to say, okay, fine, you can go into the house and keep using. Oh, okay, great. Now you've created drug houses on the public dime. Um, do, do complaints from uptown residents include public pooping, urination, and uh, open consumption of alcohol? Hans said it's important for the council to consider the unintended consequences of such actions, especially for people experiencing homelessness, which that is not the term for it anymore. It is experiencing houseless. No, it's, it's people who, the unhoused. Wait, is that what it is? Is that what it is? Okay. Because they've changed it like four or five times. Okay. But I know homeless. You're not supposed to say homeless anymore. I do know that much. By the way, I, I do kind of feel like if Stephanie Hand were to win this race, I feel like it would be a, a little bit of a benefit for me just at a personal and professional level, because I would then be able to just bust out the talk to the hand for like all sorts of topics. I'm just like during debates and stuff, I could play audio, be like, she said, talk to the hand. Yeah. I'm just, look, I'm just trying to plan for any eventuality. Okay. Any potential outcome here. Bakari is part of the committee looking into the ordinances. And he says he agrees that empathy is necessary, but a firm approach is also needed. The problem that exists is that this community has been unwilling to do the other part of that, which is having a spine and doing some of the tough things that are uncomfortable to do. 
and ultimately ended up creating a bigger problem, not just for our community and quality of life, but for those people who are in those situations. And he is exactly right, of course. Um, residents in Uptown's Fourth Ward. This again from the Charlotte Ledger, Tony Messia writes that uh, in recent weeks they've been calling attention to what they say is a surge in the public whizzing and pooping and drinking. One city council member is floating the idea that it's not a lack of enforcement. No, no. It might be because the main library closed uptown. That's the reason. That's the reason. Mayor Pro Tem Braxton Winston, who wants to be the uh, commissioner of labor in North Carolina, he says... The library closed, so now people can't poop anywhere, so they have to poop on people's front porches. It's an either-or situation here, people. It's either the library or your front step. It's clearly there in the city codes. I don't know why everybody's, like, shocked at this development. Uh, Within the last hour, it's been reported that we uh, now have three pages from the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. It's been seven months since uh, the the shooter walked into the, I believe it was the Covenant School, right, if I recall correctly, and, and murdered like half a dozen people, most of them little kids in the school. And this person, the shooter, had written a manifesto, and police had it. The shooter died at the scene, and then the police have refused to release it and... They're getting sued over it, and apparently three of the pages leaked out, and uh, yeah, it's it reads like a DEI struggle session uh, guidebook. That's yeah. I mean, it it it, it is it checks all the boxes. This was the one where the shooter was trans, and they targeted and they specifically in the book in these pages they target white people, Christians. Um, and remember, after that happened, the first thing that our president did was run out. Uh, they never did. They never made any calls to the family. Uh, Kamala Harris never visited them or anything, but they made sure to, uh, you know, to warn against transphobia. That was the first thing that they thought of. All right, back to this, uh, uh, this deterioration of the city of Charlotte and whether anybody can vote to stop it <clears throat> in the District 6 race, they can, but... Um, Stan says, if open container laws are not currently on the books or being enforced, then what's the purpose of the new social district debate? Hasn't the whole city already become one big de facto social district? It's a good question, Stan. You can actually still get tickets, see? And if you appear to be housed among the housed population, uh, then you will probably get the ticket and you'll probably pay it. Whereas if you're of the unhoused persuasion, you're probably never going to pay. And... I mean, yeah, it does make me wonder what the social districts are going to look like, though. Because if now you have everybody that they're allowed to walk around in the social district and not worry about the tickets. um, But knowing that you can just get a $50 fine for the lewd behavior, I'm thinking once you start having a bunch of the alcohol, the lewd behavior shall follow. And at that point, you know, your decision-making process is impaired. And so you're going to be like, oh, I'll pay the $50 fine for this. You know, I'm just unintended consequences here. 
Right, just like uh, just like Stephanie Hand, the uh, the airline mogul, uh, is uh, was worried about. Mayor Pro Tem Braxton Winston, um, who is not he does not have to give up his at large seat. I don't, oh no, he did. Yeah, yeah, the at large seats are up. So he's not he's he's not going to be on city. Is that right? He's not going to be on city council anymore. Oh my gosh, that'd be, never mind. Uh, he's running for uh, labor commissioner. But at one of the meetings, he said, I assure you, people are not defecating or urinating in neighborhoods simply because an ordinance does not have a criminal prosecution associated with it. I assure you of that. Okay, I got some questions now then. How are you so sure? Have you been pooping on people's porches in the fourth ward? Mayor Pro Tem... Poop porch pirate? Like what? How, how would you know that? He says, we need to step back and look at the bigger picture. Might it have something to do with the county closing the main library, which has been the epicenter for a community that is extremely fragile and is utilized as a center of the community? That's what we should be looking at. Right. So they tore down the library. Talk about banning books. Man. Tell you what. They tore down the library. And so all of the all of the toilets that this quote community used to use is now no longer available. So without the public restrooms, they've had to go and make their deposits on people's front porches, obviously. And he said there might be some quick, easy, cheap solutions like putting public bathrooms in the uptown area. So these fragile communities that have been made more fragile have facilities to use the bathroom. And this, okay, wait. Anyway, not great communication there. But, um, all right, so Porta Johns all over Uptown. What could go wrong? I mean, aside from like the obvious drug use and all that, but yeah, what could go wrong? I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.